Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Jen Hardy, who is the host of the Fabulous Over 50 podcast. She is also an author, a speaker, and a community builder. Jen, how you doing? I'm doing great. Timmy, thank you so much for having me on today. I love your show. Thank you so much. We love to have you. So um, (laughs) as you know, we like to jump right in. If you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Okay. That sounds good. I love going to the ocean for fun. So we actually moved to an island almost four years ago so that we could live three blocks from the beach and uh, live the life that we've always wanted to live. Right. Um, But that does not mean we live in some huge mansion, like right on the beach. I think that is a, you know, that's what people picture, right. Or that we have our own Island, which would be really great, but also the logistics of that might be a little hard. So, um, you know, but, uh, I started my podcast five years ago. It was Hardy mom. Then I just changed it a few months ago. And for eight years, I've been helping moms with chronic illness. And as you and I talked about, that was a great thing. I love helping people, but saying I'm the sick mom over and over and over, which is what I did really made me sicker. I think honestly, because it's like you were saying on your episode, right, about speaking things that you want to happen. And when we speak over and over the negative things, I think it just makes you dwell on it. And so I've changed that to Fabulous Over 50. And now I am celebrating women who are over 50 and helping them realize that their life is not over. They still have decades. They can start all over if they want to. So it can be an exciting time instead of what most people picture, which is kind of a sad time. And I don't want that. Not for me and not for anyone else. Yeah, yeah. I was about to ask you, what is the common narrative for women over 50? Is it just like... Um, for most women, it's like kids are out the house, you know, if, if you're in a career, it's probably winding down soon. If you're not in a career, it's like, you're probably really bored then. Like, are these some of the common narratives or? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I, I seem to find two different women who are over 50. So yeah, one of them would be the woman who had stayed home maybe, or maybe had a career that was a side career to her, you know, her husband's thing was really the main thing. And so yeah, 50 hits. And she's like, oh my gosh, is this all there is? You know, my kids are gone. My husband is still working or, you know, doing his own thing because he's been used to working all the time and he's still doing his thing. So what does that leave her, you know? Or I've met a lot of entrepreneurial women over 50, which I think is beautiful to see. And so my goal is to help the other women realize you can start again and you can start doing something that's completely your own. You know, it doesn't have to be getting a job at a department store or whatever, because you haven't worked. It can be whatever your skill set is. You can do that thing. And that actually is astounding. A lot of women that are my age and older, because we grew up thinking, you know, you have a job, you work there for 40 years, you retire, 
you sit and knit, I guess, you know, I mean, that's what people picture, right? Grandma makes cookies and basically waits for the grandkids to come over. But there's so much more time in the day than that, that I don't think we need to expect people to do that anymore. No, for sure. 100%. I love that you are kind of pushing women to get out of their comfort zone a little bit, get out of the conditioning, really, and get into what they love to do. Exactly. And there was an episode. I just love this episode of yours. I was telling you earlier, it's if you have, if you're listening, you haven't heard it yet. It's everyone needs some people they can trust. And the main thing there was seek wise counsel. And I think that's something that we've lost in our culture is that people who are older, they aren't seen as wise anymore. They're seen as stupid and irrelevant. And that's another thing that I want to do is bring my group of fabulous over 50 people together with groups of younger people so we can learn from each other because there's so much that older people can learn from younger people and younger people really can learn from older people and they're not irrelevant. And so I think that that's a really good thing because there's a lot of really wise people out there and they just aren't given the chance to share that. So I think that's really important. So I love that you talked about it. Jen, I think that is a fantastic idea. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, no, it's a it's a really good idea. And I think it would it would bode well for, you know, the fabulous over 50, because we all like to give back. We all like to love people. We all like to mentor people. Um, But then there are so many, you know, people in their 20s who are, you know, on a path that they feel like they need to be on, that they don't really want to be on. And they may be ruining their life in some shape, way or form where a little bit of wisdom from somebody who's over 50 would really help set them right, you know? So Exactly. Yeah. Like I was in a Bible study when I was in my twenties, I had four kids and I was completely overwhelmed like you are when you're a young parent, you know, and it was me and a bunch of people that were retired. And that was it. There was one 40 year old lady in there and that was it. And a lot of people my age didn't want to be in that group. And I loved it because those women shared things with me and I actually listened. So, you know, we don't always listen. Some things I listened to some things I didn't, but one of the things that they would tell me is embrace your kids. Do not wish away their childhood because it's easy as a parent, right? They're in diapers and they're screaming and they're doing all the things. And you're like, oh my gosh, it just, just could be over. Right. But they said no, because once they grow up, they move out. You might not see your kids for a month, two months, a year, five years. And I went home and I remember going home that day thinking, oh my gosh, I looked at all of them thinking I might not see you for months at a time or years at a time. And it changed my whole perspective on parenting. Mm -hmm. And so I think, but I think the reverse is a thing too, right? Because some people are older and there's groups that I'm in where the people are older than me and they're so stuck in their ways. They don't want to change anything. Yep. And so I think they could use a little bit of wisdom from some younger people that <laughs> says, you know, just because you've always done it this way, if it's not working, it's okay to change it. Or even if it is working, it's okay to adapt. So I think there's a lot to be said. And I think, I don't know, some reason culturally, we're not doing that right now. Generation, generationally, we're not communicating very well. Yeah. Why do you think that gap exists between the generations? It's such a good question. And I, you know, I think back to my, my dad who would be in his eighties now, if he was still alive and, you know, he was, Elvis was a thing when he was a kid. Right. And his dad's like all this music, you know, whatever. I'm just kidding. (laughs) It was like, what? Um, Although there's going to be people that don't know who that is. Right. Um, 
And so it's funny because, you know, even back in the fifties, there was, I think it's just been through time, right? Younger people do different things and the older people, and, but I, I don't know if it's the media, maybe I think honestly has something to do with it. Um, with, I was watching the cartoons along with my kids that were in their mid twenties and thirties now. And they were all like anti-authority. Anybody over 16 is an idiot, everybody, whatever. And so I remember thinking at the time, is this going to have some kind of effect on this generation? Because they're watching and they're learning because you learn when you're a kid from what you see that older people are dumb. Mm. So are they going to all think older people are, you know, does that have an effect? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that is so interesting. I'll look at some of the stuff on TV and how all of it is really high school years focused. And then you'll get the narrative of like people being like, yeah, I peaked in high school. And I'm just like, life gets so much better after high school. <laughs> like, I don't know where that myth is coming from. And then you look at the TVs and it's like all these iconic shows that these kids are watching. It seems like life is ending after high school and there's nothing left for them. That's just not the truth. So. Well, and they all go out and they have these incredible lives without any adult. I mean, yeah. where are they getting funding? How are they traveling? I want I have so many questions. Exactly. <laughs> And then they get back and the parents are like, yeah, whatever. So you went to Venice for a month. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But that's an interesting point about how the kind of propaganda of TV has caused the generational split. I've even seen, like, I've had some friends talk to me about his desire for like community living. Like there are other countries where you will kind of be in like a, I guess like a townhome, a couple townhomes in the same area and the grandparents will live right there and the parents and then the kids. And so you'll have all generations really close to one another. So you have those connections and it's just not facilitated like that here. But No, no. And I think we're missing a lot with that, you know, and and we're, I mean, so my kids, I've got adult kids that live all over the country and then one in Europe. So we don't even live in the same town or state, let alone same region. So, yeah. I got you. Well, tell us a little bit more about um, kind of how you help people shift from that mindset of like, ah, post 50 is going to suck to fabulous over 50. Like what's the process to get them to make that shift? So right now it's the podcast, but I'm, I'm opening up a community for women over 50. So there's creative women in there. They might have podcasts. They might be editors. They might be authors and they're all in there. And then I'm going to bring other women in as well that are over 50. So we can all work together and they can see, oh, wow. You know, look at the things these women are talking about. Cause there's some people that are in their sixties that are like, I can't work my iPhone, you know? Mm-hmm. And then these other women are putting out these amazing forms of content. And so I think if we bring them together, they can see, oh, wow, I can get so far beyond this. Because I think that's another mindset thing, right? Like if I'm over a certain age, I can't do tech, but that is absolutely not true. You can do tech, you know, just YouTube it. You can look at a YouTube video. You you know how to get there. So just do it. And so I think just, just letting them see that it's possible is the first step and then teaching them how. So I'm going to have some courses and some different things like that down the line. But right now it's just a matter of bringing everybody together. Yeah. Yeah. And will it be, will it be about like kind of getting people over 50 to restart and go into business or will just be designing the life that they want? 
just designing the life they want because they might not want a business. Yeah. But, you know, like my husband and I, we wanted to live at the beach and we thought, oh, well, we're never going to be able to live three blocks from the beach, whatever. That sounds crazy. And it would be if we lived back in California, where I was raised in Southern California. But then we started looking around and we realized there's this very affordable place where we can live three blocks from the beach on this island. And we made it happen. So I think it's just shifting your mindset to number one, learning how to be content with things. So you set goals for yourself, but it doesn't have to be, like I said, that $20 million mansion on the water, right? Yeah. It can be something realistic for you and you set those goals and then help them get to those goals. So yeah, it could be a business. It could be where they want to live. It could be their lifestyle in general, you know, stop surrounding yourself with people that make you so sad. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of people that are, you know, just doing the same thing that makes them miserable over and over because they think that they can't change and just educating people that you can, you can make your, you can make your life what you want it to be. Yeah. 100%. So tell us a little bit about your motivation. What really gets you up, gets you going and keeps you going after uh, this goal, this dream, this vision? So I have seven kids. And so that helps, right? Because obviously, you know, I want to be there for them and all that. But I was really sick back in 2018. And my doctors didn't think I'd make it for more than a year which actually is what kind of pushed us to move here to the beach because I wanted to get my family set up where they'd be somewhere really beautiful and happy. So when I was gone, they would have other things to do and not think about it so much. But in that, I realized that I had been wishing a lot of my life away. You know, if this month ends, then this one thing is going to happen and I'll be happy. Or next year, this thing will stop and I'll be able to be happy, right? We tend to do that with our life. And when I was told I had a finite amount of time, I realized, okay, I don't want to wish away any of my days anymore. No more time. So I'm going to enjoy every single minute as it comes. And yeah. some of those minutes are more unpleasant than others. And some are more joyful than others, but I'm going to experience my life and be all in. And so for me, that's what caused the change, but I'm still here. So by some miracle, you know, I got to get through that and I'm actually feeling a lot better. I had a walker, I had a cane, I was in a wheelchair for a while. I don't have any of those things anymore and I'm getting around. I'm not going to be jogging anytime soon, but uh, I can yeah. float in the water and I love my life. And that's, I think that's really, that's really what changed everything for me. That is amazing. I love that. I love to hear that. And so I'm curious, um, are you like kind of out the woodworks now with that of like, you have the next 30, 40 years, or is it still a kind of a problem in your life? No, any day I could be back in bed. Mm. I just, I don't know. So I have muscular dystrophy. So it's slowly turning my muscle into fat. So like my lower back, I have almost no muscle left and I shouldn't be able to sit, let alone stand and walk. The doctors have no idea. So in the back of my head is this thing that this could be the last day I can do this, but that's okay because I'm going to do everything I can this day and enjoy that. And if tomorrow, I can't worry about tomorrow. At first, there was a lot of worry, right? Like when you first get a cancer diagnosis, say you think, oh my gosh, you know, but it doesn't mean you're going to die. It just means you have to get through that process. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I try to think of it every once in a while. It's a little overwhelming, but you know, just live each day to the fullest and know that, yeah, I don't know when it's going to change, but it could be 30, 40 years. I hope so. Yeah, I think it will be. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and uh, jump into your dreams and goals. Then I'm curious what your answers are going to be. What's your vision for 
Fabulous Over 50 and your life. Okay. So my vision for Fab Fabulous Over 50 is that I can help a bunch of women level up their life, whatever level up means to them, right? Mm -hmm. And get in the space that they've always wanted to be that they didn't think they could be in. So I'm starting with podcasting women. We've got a mastermind of women over 50 so that we're going to start doing that on April 18th. And that's really exciting because you think about older, a lot of people think about older women in a certain way, but to hear them when they get excited and talk, I mean, they're like teenagers, you would never know, you know, if you just heard their voice, it's really exciting. And then for me, just to do what I'm doing, actually, I live the life of my dream. I love my life. I mean, I really do. It's absolutely amazing. I would see my kids more if I could my older kids, I miss them. That's the hardest thing is parenting and you do a good job and then they can live on their own and take care of themselves <laughs> and not come home every day. But that's a good thing too. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, so is there a specific number in your head when you say a bunch of women level up their life? Oh, that's a good question, isn't it? That's a really good question. That's the kind of thing I should write down it as a goal. <laughs> I mean, I would say if I could help one woman seriously change her life and live a better life, that would be an accomplishment right there. If yeah. I could help a hundred women, I don't even know. I would be so overwhelmed, but my goal would be at least a thousand, honestly, because if you picture a thousand women who are of that age and then they've got families and everything, watching them achieve those goals, imagine the ripple effect of that. That would be just astounding. So, yeah. I mean, if I'm going to go all out fantasy, that's what I would say. There we go. Help yeah. 1000 women really level up their life. And then you said, you said something about parenting. It kind of slipped past me. Oh, that's a good, well, just, you asked about my life um, uh -huh. and what my goals are. And it would be to see my older kids more because when you, when you parent well, right, you do what you're supposed to do. They grow up and move out and they're successful and they've grown up and moved out and they're successful, Yeah. <laughs> but I miss them. So mm -hmm. I would see them a little bit more. That's what, that's the one thing that I would do. And other than that, everything is, it's Solid. good, you know? Yeah. And I want to help other people feel like this. This feels really good. And it's taken me 54 years to get where I feel this way. And so I really want to help people get here. And it, it was a rocky road. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. The first 40 were very hard. And so that's another thing, though, is, is that I feel like I come from a place of understanding if someone's been through a divorce or they've lost someone or, you know, I've, I've unfortunately gone through those things. But at this point, I can look back and say, but with all of that experience, I can meet somebody where they're at and hold their hand through it and mm -hmm. understand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that a lot. So we got two dreams and goals here. Help a thousand women really level up their life. And then see your older kids more. Is there anything else you want to add to the list? Honestly, right now, today, no. Because oh. <laughs> I'm trying to keep things simple. Keep it I simple. had so many goals about a month ago. And then I realized I cannot do 100 things at once. Mm -hmm. So right now, I'm just focus. one goal. And I'm going to accomplish that. And then we'll find the next one. So I'll have to come back here in a couple of years and talk about the next one. 100%. Hey, well, we'd love to have you back on. There we go. Well, if there were one or two skills that you could develop right now to really make these dreams and goals come true, what would those skills be? 
learning how to grapple with social media in an efficient manner, <laughs> mm -hmm. because I am not a fan of it, but I know that it's a really important thing to do to reach out to other people and efficiency. I am a little bit ADHD. And so I am all over the place and I need to stop opening 20 tabs and just do a thing yeah. and finish it. And I'm really working at that. Literally starting today was my day of just focusing on one thing a day instead of so many things. So your interview is my one thing today so that I can do it well instead of doing a bunch of things, not as well as I probably could. There we go. Hey, focus is key. And if you do one thing really well every day, I think it was Will Smith who said this. He was talking about the fact that he, his whole life, he focused on like laying one brick really well. And that was kind of the metaphor with which he went through life. And so whether you like or don't like Will Smith, that's a good uh, metaphor. I like Will Smith. I, I really love do. Will Smith. I think <laughs> but he's awesome. I, yeah. Some people don't like him. But laying the brick, if you can adopt that mentality like you have, I think it'll pay off dividends for sure. I like that. Well, yeah. And like, it's kind of like people say, you know, 1% a day, make everything 1% better each day. Mm -hmm. And it seems like nothing, but at the end of a hundred days, it's hundred percent better. Yeah. So, yeah. It's like the bricks. I like that a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And so grapple with social media in a more efficient manner. Are there any other skills that you want to add to that? Well, those are my two that I'm working on right now. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm sure once I, once I accomplish those, I will realize a lot of things. Through life. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. And what are the highest impact daily actions that are going to tick the needle forward towards your dreams and goals? Goodness. You have the best questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait, say that one again. I'm sorry. I was so like blown away by it. <laughs> the highest impact daily actions that are going to tick the needle forward towards your dreams and goals setting a schedule and following it. Mm -hmm. That is it. I really need a paper calendar because I have everything in my phone and that's good because it's got alarms and all that stuff, but I have not been pulling out my paper calendar. And for some reason, I don't follow everything when it's just digital. I need to write it down. I'm a very tactile person. I got you. So that's what's going to help. Yeah. So you're going to buy a paper calendar after this podcast? Oh, I've got it right next to me. Oh, there we go. <laughs> And then I got post-its. I got a thing that has like post-its. Yeah. So I can stick them everywhere. There we go. Physical there we reminders. go. In fact, I have one about you right here. Love it. Telling me all my favorite things about your podcast. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Okay. So setting a schedule and following it and the skills you got to grapple with social media in a more efficient manner and focus on the one thing every day. Have you read that book? The one thing? No. Great book. It's a book. Okay. Fantastic book. Also, do you do Kelly. coaching? Uh, I'm trying to start up. I don't really do individual coaching. I have more of a group model I'm trying to start, but I feel like I you'd had... be really good at that. I'm it's just my passion. Say that. It's what I love. So it's going to be the business I'm building on the back end of this podcast, actually. But I have the mentality that if you build it, they will come when I start this podcast. And marketing is key. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it is key yeah that that is something that has come into my purview of focus very recently and so the marketing behind the podcast and grant cardone said he was talking to some billionaire guy and the billionaire looked at grant when he was on the come up before he had his big brand and he was like grant you have more money in your house than you do in your brand 
how do you expect to be successful? And that was really interesting to me because I was like, how much money am I putting into actually getting awareness for the brand? It was a, it was a call out for me. And so that, that has focus on like mind. profound, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, and it's like the simple things that we just need to be reminded of. Like everybody knows your money is a reflection of your priorities, just like your time is a reflection of your priorities. But then when you actually have somebody call you out on the fact that your money and time are a reflection of your priorities, it's like, I can show you your priorities right now. And then the people you're hanging around, that's also a reflection of your priorities. I can show you kind of where you're going to end up based on your habits right now. So People do not like hearing about that, by the way. But I feel like you're really good at asking the right questions. You really I are. I think, that. yeah, you're going to do a really good job. If you're listening and you need someone to direct you, I'm telling you, Jimmy <laughs> Douglas, it's going to be your guy. Yeah, it's really impressive. It's really <laughs> impressive because I've talked to so many people who say they're coaches, but don't ask these kind of questions. And mm. this is, this is what people need right here. This is the gold. <laughs> you got the gold. Jen, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Well, awesome. What, character trait do you most need to develop right now to make these dreams and goals come true <laughs> character trait i don't know you know it's a follow-through is not a character trait but that is what that is i don't know what character trait that's a good one yeah i i wrote down like patience discipline focus consistency accountability discipline discipline. discipline you know i don't know I feel yeah. like I've been homeschooling kids for 24 years now. My yep. whole day has been like Groundhog Day forever. I bet, and yeah. so doing this and my husband's taken a, that on a little bit. Now I'm like, woo, you know, I have all this yeah. freedom and I have all this time and it's, it's my business. I need to do things with it. But still it's after 24 years of doing the same thing, you know, it's kind of nice to have this thing. And I do tend to follow those shiny objects a little too much. So yeah, definitely self-discipline. I got you. I got you. Self-discipline it is. I'm curious how, is there a way you could apply the self-discipline to the grappling with social media that would further push you towards your goal? Like, are they linked or is the grappling with social oh, yeah, they're media linked. separate? They're linked. Yeah. <laughs> Because if I would just do it every morning and after afternoon, I'd be fine. I got you. I got you. Gotta do it. Do you have like the solid social media plan? You know what you need to do, and it's just a matter of doing it now. Absolutely, yeah. I got you. Absolutely. In fact, I've created all kinds of things. I've got like fifty videos just banked to go out. Are they out? They're not. They're not even (laughs) going to be relevant by the time they get out if I don't get on it. So yeah, absolutely, the self discipline. I got you. I got you. Well, awesome. If there were one or two people you could meet right now, and this could be a specific person or a type of person, and they'd really help you take that next step towards these dreams and goals, who would they be and how would they help you? Um, Pat Flynn. I love Pat Flynn. Man, if I could have like a one-on-one day with him, which, you know, I probably could if I had (laughs) $100,000. And uh, that's a really good question. You know, and I really... Oh, that's I've been able to meet in the last year so many of the people that I really, really admire and ask them questions. So it's that's a hard one. I've been reading uh oh my goodness, now I can't think of the name of the book. 
How to Make Friends and Influence People. Oh, yes. Such a Dale good Carnegie. Such a good book. And I'm like, if I could sit down with him, I mean, obviously I cannot, but someone like it, but in that stratosphere that understands people in business to that level, that would be amazing. Oof. Understands people in business to that level. I'm trying to think of somebody who would be good. I mean, I'm sure Pat Flynn understands people in business to that level. Um, he's pretty amazing. And um, I'm trying, somebody, I have the I'm, people in my head for like sales and for marketing, but for understanding people, I'm trying to think. Because I think that would be really, really important, you know, to get that piece. But that book, every time I read it, I get so many new things out of it. I think everybody should read it at least once. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I used to just listen to it on repeat. Like, it's such a good book. Such yeah, a good and my, book. my daughter's in middle school. I'm trying to get her and her friends to read it. Because I I told them, I said, if you could read this and understand people at this level before you go to high school, I feel like that would be so helpful. It would be And just navigating that. Yeah. So I don't know if they'll actually do it, but I'm encouraging Love it. Love it. Uh, just curious, when the women are coming into your community, is it going to be a free community or are they going to have to pay to enter the community? So I have a free community on Facebook, so they can do that. And then the mastermind is paid because there's a lot of time and work that goes into that. And then eventually I will have a paid group. But for right now, I just want everybody to come. So yep. right now it's just open and free. And I will always have an open and free area for people to come and get to know each other. Cause I think that's important because some people want to make those changes. They just can't afford it yet. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if I can offer them some value there and help them a little bit to where they can get the point where they can afford it or not with me or not with somebody else, that would be really great. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. Um, cool. Cool. So it's right now free face. Is it a Facebook group? Yeah. Free See? Facebook group. Social. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Free Facebook group to your mastermind, which is that also hosted in an exclusive Facebook group? Is it more like personal texting? No, that's like we have a Zoom call every week and yep, all yep, that yep. kind of thing. So that that's they are on Facebook in the group, but also that's more a separate group thing completely. Yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. And then I actually have the software for my own personal community. I just need to make peace and do the social. <laughs> and yeah. once I'm consistent with that, then I'll open my group because I thought, why am I going to open my group? If I'm not consistent, there's no point in even trying to have a paid group because yeah, I, I need to do it right. I so got you. Facebook is my practice. I got gotcha. you. How much do you think you would have to spend in Facebook ads to get 1000 women over 50 in your paid mastermind? by the end of the year no I, you know i've never done facebook ads really so i have no idea yeah mm. i've never done any kind of any ads in fact i was thinking i have four books on amazon and i really want to sell more of them i really need to start putting ads out but i haven't even advertised for that or anything yet. yeah yeah i gotcha do you mind you don't have to disclose the price yeah. here but what is the price of your high ticket mastermind if you're willing to disclose? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no. So right now it's just $97 a month. Oh, gotcha. So it's not bad. 
Yeah. And yeah. then I do have like an ultimate oceanfront experience that people want to come to my island for a long weekend. That's a one-on-one -on -one thing. And that is like $15,000 because there's a lot that goes into it is like a luxury pampering level up intensely. Um, but no, the other thing is just 97 a month. It's a lot less. So I got not, not a lot of people will do that, but for the right person, it will be absolutely transformative. Yeah. So. I love it. I love it. A 15k offer. You have 97 to 15. That's like, yeah, it, I mean, it's a jump. It yeah. is a big jump, but it's a completely different thing. Right. No, I mean, I this is it. like, yeah. yeah. So I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I did. I didn't do things the way everyone told me to do them, you know, cause you're supposed to do all these little baby stepping things. But for me, because of my health, I only have a limited time right up. And so I have to just go for the things that are the most important. So the mastermind thing to me is the most important thing. And uh, when I was at PodFest, I was talking about it. And people were actually screaming and clapping and cheering because they were so excited. So I thought, well, then that's what we're going to go with first. Mm. And then the uh, the ultimate thing is just, yeah, just just absolutely a lot of fun. I gotcha. Have you ever heard of Alex Hormozzi? No. Mm. There's a video of Alex Hormozzi. And I think it's like how we went from, I can't remember, it's like $44 or $44,000 to $100 million or something like that. He's like literally worth $100 million right now. The dude is super stacked. But he has this thing in that video. I think it's like an hour and 22 minutes long on YouTube. So you should check it out after this. But he talks about customer financed acquisition where he's like, basically the cost to acquire the customer and the cost to fulfill the customer, if you multiply that cost by two, that's how much you need to receive in profit from your customer in 30 days to make sure you don't have a problem scaling. So if it takes you, you know, $2,000 to fulfill them on that $15,000 package, and then it costs you five, or let's go $1,000 to, um, what am I saying? $1,000 to acquire them. 1000 to acquire, 2000 to fulfill, 3000 total. You need to get 9 or $6000 in profit from them within 30 days. And so I really like this because for the longest time in business, the thing that was holding me back from marketing was having an offer that was like worth the marketing dollars. And I like that you have an offer that's worth the marketing dollars because then it's like if you have an offer for $15,000, you can pay $8,000 for one customer. You can afford to pay that. And yeah. Alex Hormozzi said something interesting. He was like, the person who can pay the most for the customer wins, which is not at all how I've ever thought about business. Because I'm like, why would I want to pay more for the customer? It's like, no, you want to put yourself in a position where you can pay the most because then they're the most valuable to you. So you will do the most for them. So yeah. <laughs> that's just mind blowing, isn't it? Yeah, that's a whole different way of looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so... I if you were thinking about ads at all, um, you might want to, instead of starting with ads for the book, start with ads for the 15K package and then sell 20 of those, spend $100,000 to make $300,000 and then keep the 200 in profit and then run it into marketing your other businesses or, or your other um, offers, my bad, not businesses. But anyway, just I like that. that. Yeah, because, th you know, that's totally the opposite of what everybody else says. Yeah, which is why I think you're great because what you're saying totally makes sense, but no one else is saying it. 
Hey, so. that one is all Alex Hormozzi. <laughs> I can't take credit for that one. I just, uh, I like to listen to that man. And he says something. Really You'll have cool. to listen to that. Uh, he goes, oh, go ahead. Yeah. What does he say? What does he say? I'm trying to remember. Oh, if you want to be like the 1%, you can't think like the 99. And so it's only going to make sense that you your ideas are met with a lot of, you know, contradiction from other people around you. So really cool stuff. Yeah. But yeah. I'll send, I'll send you the video before you hop off the Zoom, actually, after the podcast. I'll send it to you. Okay. In the That'd chat. Great. Yeah. And put it in the show notes. People can listen because I think. There we go. I'll put it in know? the show notes. That way everybody can listen because this is like, I'm telling you, this is gold. You're good. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well, now we're going to jump into our thriving three. And uh, I just like to ask these questions to get an idea of the information you'd like to take in. So what is your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. Favorite book, movie, or podcast. Okay, this is going to sound so weird. I love 1984. It is one of my favorite books. Oh, okay. Okay. So, and it's kind of weird how things are right now. But um, I actually was in a, a reading class in 1984 where the, te and the teacher was super into this book. So I read 1984 in 1984 with someone that was convinced it was all going to happen the next year. So it just made it like super intense and it just really struck with me. Yeah. There we go. 1984. And what is one way you like to take care of yourself? I'm alone. I'm alone. Decompress. Are you an introvert? You know, I ping pong back and forth. Mm -hmm. So right. I, I like to be an extrovert. I love being around people, but then I definitely need a day to just decompress from all that. So yeah, yeah, I gotcha. And what is one action step you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to meet and work with Pat Flynn? reach out <laughs> <laughs> there we go reach out there's a really good book called giftology there's a really good podcast guest that i had on that has a gifting company and talks about how to reach out to famous people and like add value to their life so you actually get a response so interesting what's their name because i will listen to that episode i am blanking on their I name remember. Right now, okay that's okay I'll, I'll look it up I can find the episode and uh, I can send that to you as well. So okay. now this is coming in an email because you'll be on the podcast. <laughs> you'll be on the Zoom for like 10 minutes after just for me finding that episode. But anyway, we got our final series of questions now. And these can get a bit personal. You've already been real vulnerable. But if you don't want to answer any of these questions, feel free to say I'm a pass and I'll be like, okay, cool. Okay. What is one limiting belief that continues to pop up in your life, if any? This is a good one. So um, the voice in my head, okay, not, you know, um, just from past people telling me that I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. So I'm constantly battling that. Yeah. And it comes from past people telling you that. Yeah. And are these just stranger? Are they parents? Are they? Yeah. Parents and people close to me that should not have been, that should have been protecting me that weren't, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I got you. And do you have any limiting actions that reinforce this limiting belief? These can happen daily, weekly, monthly, maybe even annually, but they happen. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to get totally real here. Yes. I self-sabotage frequently and it, it makes that valid. 
It makes it yeah. seem like I can't. And but when things are going really, really well, sometimes I just won't do the thing. And I need to do the thing. So, yeah. I got you. I got you. And um, when you realize things are going well, and it's things are going well, you've realized it, but it's before the time where you don't do the thing. What stories are you telling yourself in between those two things? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. While things are like chugging along and it's like, woohoo, this is working. And oh, I'm not going to do the thing right in that moment is, oh my God, what, what if I fail? It's, it, yeah. Yeah. What if they were right? What if I can't? Mm. It's the what ifs. The what ifs. The, oh, yeah. Isn't it strange that the what ifs are always negative? Right? Like, why aren't they yeah, just like, positive? What if this goes great? What? <laughs> yeah. What if a thousand people signed up? What if yeah. whatever, instead of what if nobody comes? Mm -hmm. yeah, that's, that is an interesting thing because, the, yeah, those what ifs are rarely positive. <laughs> yeah. I get you. I feel you. But I if you're going to think like, if you're going to do the 1%, you can't think like the 99, right? Which means you have to think about the success. Yeah, so, absolutely. Working on that. That positive self-talk is something that really working on. Yeah. Where the post-its come in handy. <laughs> well, if you were to change that limiting belief of not being good enough into an abundant phrase that really spoke to your heart, what would that phrase be? I can do anything I set my mind to. Mm. I can Which is really true, actually. Just yeah. believe it 90% of the time I'm all in <laughs> 10%. I first had somebody say that to me. He, he was giving us a compliment. He's like, yeah, 65% of the time you guys are awesome all the time. I was like, hold up. <laughs> what? I was like 15 or 16. And ever since then, that, that has always been so funny to me. 90% of the time I'm all in or anything like that. Just hilarious. <laughs> anyway, I'm cheesy whatever. <laughs> awesome. Well, Jen, when the limiting beliefs start to take over and not good enough, the what ifs happen, what thoughts or actions do you resort to in order to take back control? So right now I go to my husband because he's really good at saying, you know, you got this, you got this, you can do this, you can do anything. And so he's a reminder. And I know we're supposed to come, it's all supposed to come from inside and whatever, but sometimes you need to know where to go to get the, what you need. And that is, that's definitely where I go. He is amazing. He is so supportive. And so he's like, no, 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 you can do anything. I mean, he has more faith in me than I've ever had in myself. So yeah, yeah it's very helpful. I got you. I got you. You know, I think it's, I think that all coming from inside is an interesting, like, I don't know if it's supposed to, you know, I think, well, because the negative things didn't come from inside, exactly. they came from outside. And so it's nice to counterbalance that with somebody from the outside saying, no, you know, it's not just you. I know you can do this. You really have it. Yeah. 100%. 100%. And it's just like, objectively, like you said, our thoughts were not originated by like, we did not outside of our environment, create our own thoughts. You know, that takes a really intentional, disciplined years of practice to do that and so eventually you should get to the point where not th that it all comes from inside but that you can be an observer and determine which thoughts you want to cling to i think that's more the goal as opposed to thinking all your thoughts should come 
from inside. I just got that from the power of now. He was like, yeah, I just observe my thoughts and I just let them pass. And you just accept them as they come and wave them as they go, you know? So interesting. Oh, yeah, and, well, you know, and I did an interview and uh, if I could remember her name, it would be great. It's a woman. She's on Instagram. She's got like a, a million followers and she talks about attachment. Mm -hmm. And she was saying that with feelings too, you know, we're taught that when we have a bad feeling or a sad feeling or whatever, we have to get rid of it, right? Or replace it with something else as soon as we can. Yep. And she's saying, no, what you what we need to do is let yourself feel it because yeah. it's there. It's not going to go away if you don't feel it. It's you're just shoving it back and eventually it all, you know, kind of comes out. And so it's okay to let yourself feel the things and then let them go. Just so it's kind of like those thoughts, right? It's okay to think them and uh, realize this is not true, these negative things, whatever. And then I'm going to, you know, yeah, let you go. Yeah. Good. It's healthy, I think. 100%. Well, we got one last question for you. You ready? Ready. Maybe. <laughs> 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 what is your favorite belief about yourself? Well, well, then that makes you sound cocky, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> I don't, you know, my favorite belief about myself. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Because I just, I've just gotten to do in the last few months, some really incredible things that I never thought that I was going to be able to do. Mm -hmm. um, that made me feel really good. So yeah. I think just knowing that I really can do whatever I set my mind to, like, I know that I can, mm. that is very empowering. It's there so empowering. So if I'm not doing it, it's because for some reason I'm not doing it, but I could, I mean, you know, my older kids would get on me and they'd say, you know, you always told us we could do anything, but we can't play professional football. Well, you know, I mean, so I think like within reason, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Within reason. I'm not going to go out and play professional football either. And I'm not going to be the president of the United States. But the things that I set my mind to that are within reason. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And it's also like, you don't want to go play professional football. You don't want to go be the president I do of not. the United States. You know, it's like, neither of those things sound good right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, awesome, Jen. That's all we got for you. Is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off? You know, I don't know. I want to, I want to talk to you later about all kinds of things. So, um, but I think I just, I really think you're amazing. So, but no, for, t for right now, I think we're good. That's, it's been amazing. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Of course. Thanks for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Appreciate your vulnerability, authenticity, and your story. It's just awesome. Love it. Thank you. Well, cool. If you guys are listening to this and you loved what Jen had to say, make sure to reach out to her. Jen, what's the best way to contact you and find out more? Um, jenhardy.net is my website and they can contact me there do everything everything i offer is there so that's just the best place to go there we go all that will be down in the show notes so make sure to hit her up thank you guys for watching awesome. we will see you on the next one and on that note we're out guys thanks for listening make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them if you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one -on -one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals make sure to check out the website workwithtimmydouglas.com and contact me either there or on social media that's all i got have a blessed day